Hey, welcome to the Fat Stacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is the ad platform I currently use to split test ads and optimize revenue. It also offers some really cool revenue analytics and site speed tools. Today's episode is an explanation where I go into a little bit more in depth than I have in the past about my seven niche sites that I profile in the income reports. You can visit fatsexblog.com and you can check out the income reports. And I don't really give a lot of information there. I sort of just stick to a list of seven niche sites and how they're doing. Some do really well, some pretty much plateau and do nothing. So what I want to do in this, because I get asked for uh, quite often from various readers to provide a little bit more detail about those sites. Now, uh, if you're hoping I'm going to divulge the actual URLs or the specific niches, uh, sorry to let you down, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go into that much detail. I'm going to just pretty much tell you quite a bit of other information, but not that. So let's jump into it. Now, I kick off the income reports. Uh, basically, the, I label them all site one through site seven, and I, I refer to the same sites over and over each month so you can track the uh, progress or lack of progress uh, over time. So uh, site one is my biggest niche site. It's not fat stacks. None of these sites are fat stacks. That's not included in any of the income reports. I don't really discuss fat stacks from a perspective of growing a business. Okay, these are all separate niche sites that I own and have launched over the years. So site number one is my largest niche site. Launched that in February 2014. Currently traffic will fluctuate between 800,000 and 1.2 million monthly visitors per month. And the lion's share of that traffic is Google search, although Pinterest traffic is pretty good. What's interesting about Pinterest is uh, every now and then I do a big push and put a lot of effort into Pinterest. And while it increases traffic some, it doesn't really move the needle enough to warrant the effort. Uh, and, and what I mean by doing a big Pinterest push, I mean doing some pretty nifty graphics, images with text, and really dressing it up and trying to get people to click through to the site. And what's interesting is it doesn't really move the needle if I put a whole lot of extra effort into it. So really, I just, because it is a visual niche site, I do pin quite a few images. But what I suspect is a lot of visitors pin. Uh, the, the pin volume on the site is astronomical, and I suspect the lion's share of the Pinterest traffic is just visitors pinning images to their own account, which then happens to get shared and get traction on Pinterest. So that's pretty cool, uh, but it's a little bit frustrating too because it should be nice if I could put a little horsepower into Pinterest to, uh, to get that traffic up, but to no avail. So revenue uh, is mostly display ads. I would say about 95, 97% of revenue is from display ads. And then there is a little bit of affiliate revenue, and that's pretty much it. Most of that affiliate revenue is Amazon. Uh, in terms of content types, it's mostly informational. Uh, it's, I wouldn't qualify it as entertaining. I wouldn't qualify it as buyer intent. Uh, not a lot of like product reviews or anything like that. Just straight up information. Some of it is, is in-depth research. Some of it's pretty lightweight stuff, some listicle stuff. Kind of all the gamut of your typical informational website that would be monetized with display ads. I'm always trying new types of content on there, coming up with new ideas, see what's going to work, see what's not working. So in terms of uh, additional web properties, that basically social media accounts with this. I've already mentioned Pinterest, also run Instagram. Uh, YouTube, uh, which I'm kind of starting over from scratch with that. Not sure how that's going to go. YouTube's never been a big 
asset with this new site, uh, despite being visual, it just I, I haven't put a lot of effort into it either. So, I uh, launched recently a podcast for it. I have no idea how that's going to work. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with podcasting for Fat Stacks, which is relatively new at this point, and uh, it's been growing quite nicely. Uh, so I figured, just give it a shot in a niche site, see what happens there. It'd be that'd be kind of an interesting experiment has a Facebook page of course but which is pretty much worthless as most Facebook pages are for any site don't even know why I bother but I do I guess old habits die hard Twitter also worthless but then again I don't really put much effort into Twitter and then there's Flipboard and I flip the stuff to Flipboard but that's about it again I'm not really contributing or participating in Flipboard other than just slamming the content up in there so that's pretty much I would say you know really the only additional web property that has any traction for it would be Pinterest and I fingers crossed the uh, podcast will do well actually Instagram works pretty well too but Instagram's kind of hard for uh, traffic it's really more for a brand exposure than anything else uh, you can't put links into the post so you don't I don't generate much traffic there I also run an email newsletter with this I've been uh, on and off with this over the years it's not a very lucrative email newsletter despite uh, my Herculean efforts to grow it and make it work. It's barely worth it, but I do it probably more just for brand building. Again, it's it's good to keep the brand in front of uh, readers. I do publish quite a bit of content on the site, so I have uh, fresh content to uh, let readers know about very, very regularly. In terms of how often I publish content or how many per day, I would say on average it's about two to three new articles per day. And my content and keyword strategy is targeting low competition keywords, publishing lots of content, long articles, and usually most content has uh, quite a few images. It's a visual niche. So that's that's the content strategy, and it's worked very well for me. Uh, over time, the site has built up a pretty decent authority. It's attracted a good number of inbound links, I think about 4,600 according to Ahrefs. Not sure how accurate that is. I don't do link building, but that ad has built up the authority nicely, which has helped me to, to rank and pull traffic in for some more competitive keywords as well. But that wasn't intentional. That's just sort of uh, a result of sticking with it for uh, many years and just building it up. Site number two is actually my oldest niche site, and I don't even remember exactly when I launched that thing, but it must be around 2010. It's the second site I ever launched. My first one was a total bust, despite quite a bit of effort putting in it, but that's not unusual when people start out in this business. So my second one has uh, turned out to be a good little success. Now, it's never going to be a huge site, I don't think. I still haven't figured out how to turn it into a monster site, but it does earn well, and it earns consistently with minimal effort, and that I'm very happy about. So it, it serves a very, very narrow niche group, okay, which that is probably why it's it's not going to grow a whole lot more. Uh, in terms of traffic, it's only about 200 to 400 daily visitors, which is not much as 6,000 to 12,000 monthly visitors, which is a very, very small site. Uh, but it's been consistent like that for years and years, and uh, most of that traffic is Google search. I don't really do anything on anything social at all. Um, I think I have a Facebook page. I haven't done anything with that in years and anything else, but I don't even bother. Uh, now, revenue is different than site number one, and in that 98% or so is affiliate stuff. So this is a, a pure affiliate website. Most of that affiliate revenue is generated via the email newsletter, which is completely automated. I've, I've written a whole bunch of email newsletters that basically are scheduled out in a sequence 
and get delivered to every new subscriber over the course of several months. So that's why it's uh, quite a nice passive project that I've had running for getting on to nine years now. Article publishing frequency is very sporadic. In fact, there have been years where I haven't published content. The last year, year and a half, I've been increasing that. Trying to branch out to expand the audience a little bit. It's been very slow going. So I would say, you know, in a, in a big month, I'd publish six to ten articles, but that's pretty rare. So I'm, I'm probably looking at last few months, maybe one or two per month. So not a whole lot of content going onto the site, which is fine. It's a good earner. It's consistent with minimal effort. Site number three is a site that I purchased, and I think I bought it around 2015. And it's a it was a really good site in that it had really good content. The uh, previous owner was passionate about the site. There was no shenanigans going on with, uh, with link building or anything like that. This was a totally legit site that he had grown over the years and uh, wanted to sell it. Now, what was interesting is despite his huge effort into this thing, I think he was putting 40 hours a week into this thing, it barely made enough money to cover the server costs, which was interesting. And because it was a high-quality site with really good authority, with very low earnings, uh, the price was quite low. Now, I, I paid a premium for it. I mean, in theory, a site with zero net income is worth very, very little. Okay, But I paid roughly $10,000 for it, uh, not because it is based on any sort of net income, but based on the fact that it had a lot of good content, it had a lot of good authority, and ultimately had some very good potential. Now, the problem that ensued was I thought I could stick with the same niche, improve the ad layouts, and increase the ad revenue overnight. But sadly, that didn't work out. It was in a very, very bad niche when it comes to display ads, and affiliate potential was non-existent. So, what I did is I sort of turned this into kind of a test site, and I, I cover lots of different niches on there, testing different articles, and the authority just ranks for, enables that a lot of these articles do rank quite well. So I've managed to push the monthly net income up to about 2500 2700 bucks a month, which is, which is quite good because that's increased the value of the site considerably, but... The problem is it's a bit of a content mess, and I still haven't decided really what would be a good direction ultimately for this site, and so it carries on as it is. At least the revenue is doing quite well. It's worth a, a decent amount of money, and I think one day, if I can figure it out, this thing can turn into a really, really big site, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, no email newsletter, social media, non-existent, just basically throwing up content, ranking it, and earning from display ads, pretty much all display ads. I think make a few bucks from Amazon off that thing. Site number four is a site I started a few years ago. Uh, it's kind of similar to site number one, so that was that was why I decided to do this. I've been kicking along. Some months I put more time and money into it. Other months I just don't do anything. So I've been kicking this along, but it's it's actually been growing quite nicely. I believe the launch was about 2017, so we're getting on to full two years. Traffic is about 60,000 visitors per month, mostly organic. Revenue is about 95% display ads, but the uh, affiliate stuff is picking up, and that's mostly Amazon. I'm quite happy about that. And in fact, moving into 2020, I'm going to do a huge push on Amazon affiliate stuff. I've actually bought a bunch of products within the niche and I'm using them and testing them and writing about them and do some buyer intent content and see how that goes. It, the site is 
attracted actually quite a few inbound links. I don't do any link building for this site. I don't really do any link building for any site. I just don't really care for, for doing that. I'd rather just target low competition keywords and, and hope to rank for some of that. And so this site has developed some half-decent authority. And so I'm optimistic I can actually rank for some, I would say a bit more on the, on the lower competition and in terms of buyer intent stuff. But it doesn't take ranking too many of those types of articles to generate some half-decent affiliate revenue. So that's the direction I'm going with it. I'm going to continue with the uh, ad revenue as well, publishing non-buyer intent content as I have been. I just I want to do the uh, both approaches with the site. I think it has huge potential. I know the niche itself is huge with a lot of traffic potential. The ad RPM is decent. I'd say it's probably a moderate amount. My, my site number one has a very, very high ad RPM. This one I would say is a mid-range. There is no email newsletter, not yet. I think it has potential for that, but I'll see uh, in terms of article publishing frequency, uh, right now it's in between 2 and 10 articles per month. Some months maybe 0, some months closer to 10. And uh, again, the content and keyword strategy is the same as Site 1 in that I focus on the lower competition. But as I said, I'm moving towards some affiliate stuff, which will be more competitive uh, going forward. And we'll see how that works. I think I have about maybe 50 articles with the buyer intent stuff kind of planned out. Maybe not quite that much. That might take about a year or two to uh, to finish up. It, it takes a while to do all that, and it's not exactly the most exciting work. And because it is product-oriented and I use the products, I buy the products, I use them, I test them, I don't really outsource that content. I write it myself, and I'm pretty fast at writing it. But the time is in the testing of the products, using it, really exploring it. And a lot of times there's like actual testing involved where I note down dates and what's happening and how it's working and what happens over time and so forth and then you know note make those notes and then I have some good data for any sort of product oriented content specifically reviews product comparisons uh, best of type articles where you list out the best for a particular product line Site number five is an interesting story. That was actually a local lead generation site I used to do. When I first got started in this business, I uh, I did some marketing for law firms, but I did it with a twist. I didn't just get paid an hourly or a monthly retainer to do marketing work for them. What we did is we set up uh, essentially a local lead gen or slash affiliate marketing type arrangement where I employed a call center and set up tracking forms on sites that I owned that I used to promote various law firms. And if they landed a new client as a result, uh, I was paid quite a hefty fee. And so this particular site was very lucrative once upon a time. I would say for three or four years, it was it was doing really good uh, mid four figures per month, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, the government decided to really basically implode that particular legal branch uh, in our jurisdiction and so that was the end of that site so there it sat it was a locally gen with no revenue and I decided to switch that into a content site it's never really taken off at all not really sure what I'm going to do with that thing Uh, for now 100% of revenue is display ads it only gets 2,000 to 3,000 visitors per month and I don't really have much of a strategy with this site for now. Niche Site 6 is one I started about two years ago, and I'm very excited about this site. I'm actually going to do a really big affiliate marketing push with this. It's, it's, in a, it's in a 
fairly broad product channel that is a bunch of stuff that I really like using and buying. Um, is it a hot? It's not really a hobby, but it's definitely a product line I, I, I like. So I have bought quite a few of the products. I consider that a big investment, and they take quite a while to figure out and test and get results and then write the usual reviews and comparisons and all that. It's in a quick growing niche, I think has huge potential, but the downside is it's very, very competitive. The competition is outrageously fierce. So this is a bit of a gamble in that it's going to take a while to break into this thing. Now, this site is is aged a couple of years. It's kind of been sitting there. I've done some big pushes here and there. And I'm pretty excited for 2020 to put another big push into this and see what I can do with it. Site number seven launched in 2018. It's a small site, 3,000 visitors per month. Oh, I should tell you, uh, site six, the one I was just talking about, that is about 3,000 visitors right now. So it's it's just a, a tiny little site. So hopefully I can really ramp that up in the next year or two. Site seven is I launched it, not even sure what I was thinking. I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. I think it has... 30 articles on it or something so at its age so i kind of consider this just one of those uh rainy day hip pocket type niche sites where it has content it's aging it's not really earning much i think 50 bucks a month from display ads i'm not gonna put really any effort into it in the foreseeable future but i'm not gonna sell it either i'll just let it sit so don't expect that one to grow so that's that's the hodgepodge of niche sites they're all different they're all in different niches uh, some uh, primary affiliate revenue some are uh, straight up display ad most are display ad i would say the lion's share of my overall revenue is display ad uh, interesting i didn't uh, mention on site one but i have uh, launched gone into a partnership on uh, e-commerce uh, white label product launch that we're actually selling that's an entirely new endeavor for myself i've never done it I'll see how it goes. I'm optimistic. I'm actually quite excited about it. Not sure how it's going to go. Fortunately, I partnered up with somebody who really knows that type of business. So uh, I, I leave it to him and uh, we'll work on that together and see what happens. But it would, sure would be nice to, to get a e-commerce uh, revenue stream going on for at least one of my sites. That's about it. We've got big, small and everything in between. Quite a variety. Uh, sometimes I launch stuff and I just really don't know what I'm doing and I don't know why I launch it and other things I've got a clear plan right from the get-go and stick to the plan and it grows so it's interesting watching these things grow uh, one thing that's really hard when you when you publish multiple sites like this is you know I have my I call the flagship site site number one it's by far the biggest earner and so I can't really just ignore that right you get stretched thin very quickly and while I outsource a lot of the work on that it is it is a big big site and it takes a lot of oversight and I can't just ignore it. I can't can't ignore the bread and butter. So as much as I want to grow other sites, I can't ignore that. And so it takes up my time. Fat stacks takes up quite a bit of time as well. And so it doesn't leave me a whole lot to grow additional sites. But bit by bit I do throw some stuff at them and see what works and hopefully over the long term I'll be able to develop some additional web assets. That's a wrap on my fleet of sites that I discuss in my income reports, but sheds a little bit of light about kind of sites that we're talking about in terms of traffic volumes. Uh, You can see the revenue for them 
traffic sources, so on and so forth. Thanks for listening.